You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. In the third Shar of Shari Chuba, in the 172nd paragraph, Rabbeinu Yona begins discussing a group of four types of individuals. Arba Kitot. Who are these Kitot? Who are these Kat? Which Kat is he talking about? Basing himself on the Gemara and Sota that says Arba Kitot. There's four that don't seem to really get Olam Haba the way we understand it. They don't really come close to God. Their lives are lived in a way that, and what they've done in their lives means they can't really be zolche to ultimate schar. And who are these four kitot? They're, they are the kat litzanim, the scoffers. Kat shkarim. Or shekal, the ones who, the liars, kat sometimes they call this the hypocrites, the ones, the flatterers, and the kat mesapre loshon hara. Rabbi Yona quotes the Gemara, how do we know that these are they wrote when you are entrenched in them, distance you from God completely? So the Gemara says, in each one we have a pasuk. By the Letz, what does it say? The pasuk in Hosea says, Mashach yodo et at lo Et lo God puts his hand away. I don't want them. A stiff arm. Go away. Kach karim, dechsev. Dover shkarim, someone who speaks lies. Lo yikom He can't be in front of my eyes. Coming in front of God for your just reward to be to bond with God? No. Doesn't come. God does not like evil. It's not part of what he desires. And this doesn't mean. The Gemara is assuming it doesn't mean evil itself. It's Resha, in this case, is the people who are involved in speaking Lashon Hara. Because basically that's what they have on their mind. They have on their mind this negative. We look in that Pusik inside. Perak Hay. Pusik Hay. With you, evil cannot abide with evil. Which means you're not going to be part of that ultimate star. Now, the reason why I'm starting here is because Rabbeinu Yonah breaks up these four and then he engages in his, in his masterful work, Shari Tshuva, analyzing each for all of each group. And he divides the Leitzonim into many categories, the liars into many categories, the Hanefim into many categories, and the Mesapri Lashon Hara, he comes up with six categories for what's considered the Kat of Bali, of, of Lashon Hara people who aren't Makabal Pnei It's a complex work because under there's the main category and the subcategory. Rabbeinu Yona then, before he begins his masterful analysis of each section and the subcategories or the categories within each section, he then prefaces his work with what I feel is, you can see a sense of pride and he, he created a poem to introduce it. The work itself, Rav Huttner, consistently, when he quotes Rabbeinu Yonah and Shara Juba, he uses a term which he does not use 
easily for other authors. He calls Rabbeinu Yona, he says, the Lashon HaZahav show Moreno Rabbeinu Yona. He, he understood, Rav Hutner did, that this was a, among the Rishonim, that this was a, a wordsmith, a, a person who carefully chose words for maximum effect. And, and, and he was uh, poetic in the way he presented things. Here is an actual poetic introduction to this section of Shari Chuba. And I want to read it with you because it's just so, it, it, it speaks volumes of, of, of Rabbeinu Yonah's, um, of the handiwork of, of, of how he wrote the Sefer and really what he expects us to get from it as well. I want you to hear I want you to hear all the aspects of all these four types and all the of all the different styles like an ofan like, like four different wheels of a chariot these are all the different shapes and possibilities of these four I want you to hear it listen to the way I'm writing because I'm going to explain it in a way for you to understand the depth of, 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 of each one. And I'm going to divide them. And I'm going to show by dividing them and explaining what each one is. You're going to see the 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 intense punishments that come from these wrong, ugly ways of acting and speaking. Vitasig, and you are going to get Even though it looks like it's complex, this section, this section, these parts, you're going to achieve by seeing that all drawn out in front of you. Again, rhyming with nigalot. Nigalot is something that you want to throw up from, and toalot is something that's positive. It's possible you might be a person who's gone through much of Shas, but you maybe have not really reached and understood everything that we're saying. You perhaps haven't learned this yet. You haven't really analyzed well the nature of how bad each aspect is by seeing it broken down, by seeing Lashon Hara broken down into six different sections or, or Shakronim into nine different types of liars, Hanofim into five or six different type of flatterers. You'll you, you understand. The Chazot Kashe, the Chomer Haonish. You'll see how difficult it is. You'll see how bad it is, how severe the punishment is. Maybe you haven't seen it up until now, but now you will. Maybe you've only known part of it. You've heard some of it from your teachers, but for cool reason, you haven't seen it all. This is very important. The way I'm going to do this is Rishon Hu Chomer Menasheni. The first section I'm going to mention is going to be the worst. I'm not going to build up from the least, like he did earlier, if you remember, when Rabbi talked about the mitzvot, and he started with the ones which were the least chomor. Here, in this part of the third shar, when he describes the shakronim, the Bali Lashonari is going to go with the worst first. But but by understanding each level of gradation, even the ones that are not as bad, Asher Nazkir, since we're going to mention them, Takir Belahot Tzalmovis. You'll see what it means. You'll see the the the, the confusion and an aspect of death that the Tzalmovis that there is. Veteda, and you'll realize Ki Achrisam Darkemovis. You'll realize that. What is the end of becoming involved in any of these four kitot? It's basically unending death. It could be you don't even, you maybe haven't even heard anything. You might have heard something, but maybe you're from the per- persons who hasn't been involved in ethical, piet, uh, 
pietist type of study at all. You believed all these things. Yeah, I could be a, a Jew, a, a decent Jew, and do all of these things. Now that I'm writing how bitter they are, you're not going to forget it. With my golden pen that Hutner understood, Rabbeinu Yonah had, I am confident that there, the fear of these ideas is going to be etched. If you take my book and read, it will be etched in your thoughts. And I know it's going to go more than just in your thoughts and it's going to scare you. But in the depth, in the rooms, in the depth of your spirit, these musram anachonim, it might change you. It's going to be ways that this, these teachings are going to attach themselves to you in the depth of your spirit and going to guide you. And you're going to see, you're going to see something. Why? Because I'm going to bring in my explanations of what they are. I'm not going to write in just some, you know, um, um, you know, dry fashion. But I'm going to te- use in order to explain it, edim nemonim, witnesses that are completely solid, like the best witnesses, the best proof for this. Who are the edim nemonim? See, again, it rhymes here. Anachonim nemanim. Seichel first. Rabbeinu Yonah knows that Seichel is important. The logic, the explanation, the, the analysis, the way you describe what this Avera is, the way you d- describe it being different from the others, that's crucial. I'm going to use Seichel and I'm going to use Psukim. Seichel v'amikraot, Seichel first. And I'm going to back it up with divrei chachomim, with what chachomim are saying, again, rhyming with nemonim, v'chidosom hanifla'ot, and their amazing riddle-like statements, their enigmatic riddle-like statements, which Rabbeinu Yonah knew could be used. Those are the things I'm going to bring to the table. V'ahoyu le'eid u'la'os, and that will be a, a sign and a testimony when you read them. And from that, the truth, you'll be able to see it yourself. And once you see it and know it, and you want it to happen, God, Rabbi Niona tells us that God will pour down from above a special type of grace to try to eradicate this from your, from your life. And even though these things are things we seem to all fall into, lying, being cynical, uh, uh, being uh, flattery and being a hypocrite in order to get in with the boss and all these things of Hanifim and Lashonara, but by reading this book and Rabbeinu Yonah's explanation of it, he says, you will be able to eliminate from that meaning you'll be supported. Your heart will be supported by by words that have been clear, ideas that have become clarified. So that is his introduction, his poetic introduction to what he's planning on doing. He deals with the first three and then he gets to the fourth. The kat mesapre lashonara. That fourth cut. Now, there's there's six different sections. He starts with the Gemara, though. The Gemara says that call a mesaper washanara kiilu kofer biikar. Wow, you're considered someone who's denying God, as if God doesn't exist, as if God doesn't control the world. Shenemar. Asher Amro, what do we say? Our tongues, our words, we will, we will, we will, we will strengthen them. We will, we will galvanize them. We will make them strong. Our lips are with us. We control our mouths. No one can really be a, a, a master of us. 
In other words, this is the Baal Lashon Hara who doesn't think God really controls him. Rabbi Yonah says, That's what he says. What did that mean? That, that his, his speech, his power of speech is totally in his control. What did that mean? So Rabbi Yonah explains this. And he says, this is why independent of the harm that the speech does, the the falling into being such a speaker is itself being kofar be'ikr. Why? Because what's your rationalization for that? Because you say, I didn't actually hurt anybody. I didn't do an action. I didn't put chazer into my mouth. I didn't, I, I didn't have sexual relations with a woman that I wasn't allowed to. This is an area that I control. My speech, what I say, free speech, I control my speech. The Gomer Bedaito, this is what he believes. You have to stop what you want to say. You want to say it? You have to somehow clamp your mouth out as if you're not controlling your own ability to talk? That's what makes you, you. That's within me. He says, I accept God in terms of my limbs. But, but in terms of what I can speak and talk, that, that's my area. That's why it's Kofar Be'ikr. Don't you, Velo Yomar, he, he, what he needs to say is, see, where is God who made me? Every movement, everything that's created, it's all his. Even your power of speech, of course, that's God's. Kum la'asas of course, it's all supposed to be shubet to God. So that's why it's called a kofar be'ikr when you, when you make this dichotomy in your mind. That's what you think. You think that the ability to control speech, that's us completely. And it's all mine and I control it. God doesn't have shlita on me here. God can't tell me what to do and I can't do. Don't say I've hurt anybody. All I did was talk. I didn't really harm you. I didn't really, all, all it was was, all it was was, words can never hurt me. Okay, it's just talking. And therefore, since that's, that attitude is what entrenches the Baal Lashon Hara, he's worse than other Baal Yavera, even ones that steal, even ones that are involved in, in terrible acts. He says, HaRishoyim Achotim Bishar Averos are different. They know how bad they are. They look in the mirror and they say, well, how could I do that? How could these hands that strangled someone, these hands that stole from the candy store, oh, how could I do this? Oh, I slept with this woman. Okay, so all of that, you're, you, the, the Avera comes back to haunt you. And you realize that why did you do it? Therefore, you, you feel bad about it eventually. That's the reason why this one, you don't feel bad. And when you get involved, you're considered a kofar, it's, it's considered like a kofar baker. Also, he quotes the Chazal, Shekul Lashonara Keneged Shoashaveirot. Okay. Lashonara is as bad as the three Averos together, the three major cardinal sins. Avodazara Gehorayas Vashri Chazdamim. Chazal prove it. What do they say? They say, again, by the way, he saw what he just did, by the way. He quoted the Chazal, and then he used Seichel to explain it. Okay, now he, again, he comes up with a Chazal. He quotes the Chazal properly, that w- w- there's, there's, there's a scriptural basis to connect Lashon Hara to the big three. Why? When it comes to Bodhisattva, Moshe says, Ona chota amazeh chota gedola. What did Yosef say? Right? With, with, with Eshes Potiphar. The word Godel was used by Kayan. Godel. So the word Godel was used by all of those things. 
In Lashon Hara, Dovah the Melech says, Yachers Hashem, Kol Sifasai, Sifsei Chalkot, Lashon Medabrot, Gidolot. So that's the words, that it's the same word of going, thinking that Gidolot is the same by all three, and now by the fourth. Now, but logically, why is it as bad? Could Lashonara be worse than the big three? We know that if you've been given a choice, you have to let yourself die and not do them. Is, is, can we say someone who does who speaks Lashon Hara is like he's kofar, like an, a, a, someone who does Avodah Zara, like he's kofar b'chol Torah Kula? And if someone does Avodah Zara, we know we don't accept him in a minion. We consider, we, we answer everything that he does. We don't trust his shechita. Are we going to say that about a person who speaks Lashon Hara as well? That we're not going to count him for a minion? That he's considered mumra b'chol Torah? You have to think about it, he says. You have to look at them and say that there's there's got to be ways to to figure them out. There's 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 different aspects here which we need to tease out. Why is it that a Baal Lashon Hara can be considered as bad as the big three Averos? We said before how you can consider it like a kofar be'ikr. But he's got to now explain it even further. So first of all, he says, and this again, this is in chapter 203. One reason, if a person doesn't make a commitment not to speak Lashon Hara in all the six types of Lashon Hara, he'll do it 10 times a day. Just keep on doing it. He'll embarrass somebody. He'll, um, right? He'll try to undermine someone. He'll say more than he needs to say. He, and he'll just keep on, right? And that's it, right? A person gets involved in it. They can do it constantly, constantly. And, and, and since he's doing it over and over and over again, because we know he himself isn't, might have spoken Lashonara 25 times, 30 times a day. Because we know, even though the Avera itself might be not that strong, if you keep on doing it over and over again, we know it can equal one big bad Avera. If you keep on doing it over and over again, and Lashon is the type of thing that people find themselves doing consistently over and over again. And especially if the sin itself could be considered a bad sin, and he's doing it over and over again. And what, what do Chazal really mean when they say it's as bad as the big three? What it means is, Obviously, if a person is a, a, a Ovid Avodah constantly, he's worse than a Baal Lashon in our mind. A person who's a Rotzeach, a person who is constantly an adulterer. But... <laughs> A Baal Lashon who does it constantly is as bad as someone who has done one of these Averos when the Yetzirah grabbed him so intensely. But of course, he says it's not as bad as a Meshumid. A Meshumid, someone who, who, com- who completely has uh, denied God, when Chazal never said that. So it is Ke'ilu Kofar Be'ikr because of when you think about it psychologically, deep inside, you don't think God controls what you should say. Secondly, it's a type of Avera that it's done over and over again, unless you make take means to stop it. And then therefore, it can in some ways rival the big three. The third way it's considered as bad as the others, and this, this harkens back to something he, he wrote earlier, it's very hard to do tshuva from these Lashon Hara Averos. You're so used to talking this way. So it's like you can't change. 
It's almost like what you want to talk makes you think. So it's like your brain, you're not even in control of your brain. It's like your, your tongue has a mind of its own. Another reason why it's considered as bad as it is, because ultimately, unless you really have an intervention, you really don't believe you've done something so bad. Why? Because you say, all it is is speech. All it is, all I did was talk. Of course, this could be true for a liar as well. This could be true for a let's as well. And, and Rabbi Yona agrees that the, these are all th- things that we say. Come on. And you don't realize what you've done. And therefore, you don't do tshuva. And if you do tshuva, it's not a real tshuva. Because unless you really learn about it, intensify your, your attitude, you never realize the extent of how bad your averot is. Why? Real tshuva to really do real tshuva especially when you're steeped in sin like this it's, it's, it has to be motivated Rabbi Yonah says by intense hurt and anguish of your life it has to be like in your in your soul. There's it's burning this this fire of intensity of pain. And that's something, as he says before, it's very hard to summon up. What is the fifth type of loshon hara? Now. Some of you might be surprised. You all know about Lashon Hara, Rechilus, Avak Lashon Hara. Talking about someone ruining their, 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 their shidduch possibilities, ruining their job possibilities, um, making uh, enemies among friends. But Nivel Peh, Rabbeinu Yonah says it's part of Lashon Hara. It's not as bad, but it's also Dark Emovis. It's also what do Chazal say about about Nivelpeh? And here he quotes, he starts with the Gemara and Shabbos. If someone is menavel, that's what he starts with. It can actually change the whole arc and of where your life is going. You're supposed to have uh, 70 years of good things happening to you your whole lifetime. Your life becomes a series of terrible events, ruining all parts of your life. Then he quotes, based on the Gemara and Shabbos, the Pasuk and Yeshaya. Al-Kain, al-Bechura v'l-Yismach Hashem. Even though God should be mostly happy with these young men. And normally, as we saw last week, Rabbi Yon himself talked about the power of a yotom and an almono to appeal to God. But where the generation is steeped in Lashon Hara, that doesn't happen. We're going to see the Gemara that he's quoting to says the Bochram die. And the Yosomim and the almono they cry out to God, and even though the pastor says God usually answers them, as if it's a given, and there's a chiv misa b'day shamayim, as we saw last week, for being mitzar and almana, here God doesn't have rachmanus on, on them. Ki kulo umeira. Because the whole generation is, is, is full of flattery and emptiness. The ped dover nevala. Every mouth is still speaking nevola. And, and that's not enough. Loshovapo. God's anger is still there waiting to, to, to lash out. 
Now, Rabbi doesn't quote the complete Gemara. We're going to see in a minute what the Gemara itself says. Why is this so bad? What did you do wrong? So Rabbi Yona says, Kaved avon vinita vinelach. It's it's that bad that that young people will die. If prayers aren't answered, your life takes this complete different turn. And you're considered disgusting and worthless. Why? So you a little raunchy words came out of your mouth. Because obviously you're not embarrassed to speak in such a way, to mention some sort of sexual thing, to mention it, to talk about it, to laugh about it. You've you've in a way, we know that's what makes us unique and different. Sort of like the Raubag, as we talked about last week and two weeks ago. That's, that's who we're meant to be. We're meant to have a greater sense of news. That's who we are. And, and, and that is something we have inherently. In other words, Rebbeniona assumes that it doesn't come natural to us to, to, to engage in nivel pet talk. Normally, there's a certain safeguard that's in our DNA that stops us. But we have decided to push that away. We decided to walk the path of arrogance, of, of people who don't care, of people who are in your face, comedians who can just say anything. That's the midas of the, of, 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 the, uh, of the dirty, evil people. That's one thing. You had it, and you decided to, like, throw it off. That was something great you had, and you decided to, like, to, like, like, like to move beyond it, and you decided to, to turn yourself into something different. And besides the, 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 what you did to yourself, the Hashemis, Kichilo es Kodesh Yisrael, like, oh, by doing this, by, by, by becoming this type of person, in a way, we live among the non-Jews too. And, 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 and the fact that you are this raunchy Lenny Bruce, right? the, the comedian who, who was able to come up with the worst language that nobody ever heard before, everybody knowing he's Jewish, the holiness of Yisrael, what did, what, we have a reputation out there that God mentions. Rak am chocham what do people see about us? They see us as, as intellectual. They see us as something great. They see us as something that's, 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 that's something that needs to be uh, emulated. And you decide that, that you're going to talk in a way and people heard you like a fool. The ones that most people find disgusting. Not the ones who use their mind uh, uh, to, to think of pithy, brilliant ideas, important ideas that help the world. Maybe even a, a beautiful description of, of, of something, of a tree, of an ocean, of a, of a galaxy, of a planet. But instead, you decide to go down. And what happens is the, 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 the stink rises, vital tzachnosam, the, the decrepitness and the stink rises from us. The kol chacham v'novon, the chachamim of the world, our, our intelligent Muslim brothers, our intelligent Christian brothers, whoever they are, our agnostic brothers, shaketzi shaktsein, they hear that, they say, oh, that's not the language I want to hear, uh, get away from that person. V'tov yitavei, and they say, and he's a Jew? And not only is he making a kill Hashem, he's being machal his own mind. The mind, as he said before, proofs from Seichel are the best. Every one of us has this incredible gift. And of course, we, we use our, 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 our mind to come up with perhaps the juiciest type of raunchy phrase to say. 
So that is a, a abuse of our seichel, which is the greatest kli we have. Shenamar v'kli yokar. And of course, that's a, the name Kli Yokar. Of course, that is the, the name of the parish of Kli Yokar from uh, Shoma Lundstadt. Um, the Kli Yokar, Sif Das. The words of Das is a Kli Yokar. Using it for Dvarm Nevolim is a misuse of that Kli. Okay. So this is Rabbeinu Yonah's outrage at Nivelpeh. Now, what is Nivelpeh, though? Right? What is it? We know, right? He doesn't say, really. He hasn't really said exactly what it is. He assumes we know. Is it potty language? Is it scatology, scatological language? Is it sexual language? Is it, is it, is it, is, is it, is it very um, uh, graphic sexual descriptions of things? Is it, is it very gross descriptions? What is it? We're not really sure when we read Rabbeinu Yonah. Like, it seems like, obviously, it goes against Busha and Snius, but we're not sure. Let's, let's move on. Then Rabbeinu Yonah quotes on the Gemara in, 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 in Shabbos that says, HaShomea Dvar Nivl Sapeh On Shogodl. And if you listen to Nivlpeh, I don't speak Nivlpeh, but oh, it's funny though. When you hear it, right? You're in the audience, okay? Blue comic, okay? Yeah, okay. I'm listening. You don't speak. You don't speak that way, but you're hearing it. The Gemara in Shabbos says from Rav Nachman, I believe, "Kivo yetam ozno, v'lo yibado mitoch dovrei nevola." Because he didn't stop his ears from hearing it, and therefore he becomes connected to it even though he didn't say it. What does the Pasuk say in Mishlei? Shocha amuka pizarot. A mouth that does this strange type of usage creates a, a, a deep pit. Zaum Hashem The one who's in, who has in God's anger the one who's sort of like dirty in a way falls into it. That's referring to the person who's listening. In other words, the person who's talking is the is the is the pit itself. And the person who falls in is also punished. So, first of all, using a little bit of a halachic uh, glasses here. He hasn't really explained clearly what Nivelpeh is, but he has said that listening also gets a bad punishment, but I don't believe it's as bad. Enjoying hearing raunchy talk is not as bad. It's all part of Lashon Hara, number one. Number two, he's described why it can be so uh, so stringent, but he, and he also has said there's another level, which is not as humble. Remember, Rabbi says, everything he describes is in less serious degrees. Words, even though the next line is always less serious than the line that came before it, it's still bad. But it's not as bad. So listening to Dvarim Nevolim is obviously not as bad. In the next paragraph, he has something which is not Nivelpe, vulgar language. Amra Buseinu, Olam al Odom, not Dvar Nevola, like you saw the Pusik in Yeshaya, Kope Dover Nevola, Nevola Nun Bet Lamed. Here it's Dover Miguna. And what's the proof? So the first thing is based on a Gemara in, in Shabbos. Now the Zerbaniana starts with the worst level, Nivelpe. Then there's listening to Nivelpe. Then number three is vulgar language or language where you could have said it, it's still what you said has an aspect of, of, of distasteful speech. Where do you see that from? Because we know the Torah writes a very awkward Pusik. The Torah could have, <laughs> the Torah added eight extra letters 
when it could have been written much more straightforward. Why? The Gemara Pesachim says, says Just say Tomei. The difference between Tmeya and Asher Enenu Tahora is eight. 13 minus five is eight. Okay, so what does that mean? Like, like, okay, so you see that God, and we know it in those days, right? There really was no Tuma and Tahara yet. It's based on the future of Noah, right? No, it was based in the future after the Jews get the Torah. And we know that the Torah does write Tameh often. The Torah does write often. This is Tameh. It doesn't always say in Enu Torah. So what is, it's true that in Noach, there is this anomaly. It's for you, Bob. There is this anomaly that the Torah does have this going out of its way to, uh, to, to write a Nenu Torah, but it doesn't use that all the time. So what am I supposed to extract from that? You should not say a Dover Megunen. So Rebbein Yonah here says something brilliant. Because he says, we know exactly the answer. You're right. In Noah's time, there was no difference between Tomei and Tohar in terms of eating. And therefore, it really wasn't Tomei that you shouldn't eat it, but But for in the idea of bringing a carbon that we see from Cain and Hevel and Noah, and from later shame, of course, the idea of uh, when he when he's known as Malkitzedek, the idea of Korbonos. Korbonos was well known. So in the time of Noah, the behema that was later to be called a, a Tomei animal could not be used as a carbon. But you could eat it. So therefore, something which is not as good as the thing that, the, as the other type of food. The sheep, the goat, is on a higher level. It can be brought on a mizbeach. All right. The, uh, the, the pig cannot. The, uh, the, uh, the rhino cannot. But you can eat it. Therefore, it's called meguna if you call it tummy. This is something you eat, right? Hey, guy comes in and says, hey, anybody want to eat some of this? Uh, we're going to eat this junk? Junk? How can you call that junk? That's food. The lunch ladies worked on that. Okay, so you don't like the, the green peas in there. Call that junk? What a tummy maguna that is. Well, look, that's, that's maguna. Well, what sort of low, that's sort of like so vulgar. This is food. Okay, you don't like the way it looks. You're calling it junk? You're calling, you're giving it like a, like a title? That's why this Pesach is the proof. Because this is the template of what's considered Dover Maguna. Something which has a significance. And you say, get these bums out of here. Bums? They're not bums, they're people. They're not bums. That's, that's speaking like a Dover Maguna. Get all these bums out of here. They're humans. They have significance. Okay, so you're right. They're uneducated. All right. They're not on the highest level. But things that have a significance, but to downgrade them, especially when you're getting a benefit from them. Like, <laughs> Noah could have eaten those animals. You can't call that tummy. That's what a Dover Maguna is. And we need to uh, practice this. We need to elevate our speech patterns that we are that we are careful not to fall into that because sometimes naturally we like to pigeonhole things and to use these type of all-purpose terms. So we need to sometimes speak in a different elevated way. Even though it will turn out that by talking that way, you end up being a little long-winded. But why is it that we want you to be that way? So Dover Maguna is not Nivelpe. But what is it? It's a Geder. In other words, if you work on not speaking Dover Magunot, 
that could be a, a siog, that could be a, a fence that stops you from slipping into to get, getting close to Nivel Peh, which we know is one of Eres Hamuros. So the Gemara in Shabbos is the worst. The Gemara in Pesachim is only like a Harchoka, and he really explains what it is. Another reason why we maybe don't want people to speak a Dover Maguna is because it could stop you from Lashonara, true Lashonara, the first three types. This is the fifth type, but the fourth is Avak Lashonara. But Dover Miguna means you're a bum, which means you're used to denigrating things. Because So if you're used to calling uh, the, the applicants bums, so you're going to end up speaking about your friends in a way that you emphasize their negative aspect and, 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 and revealing their negative stuff to other people. So Dover Miguna might not just be a shmira to Nivel Peh, it could be a shmira to Lashonara. Lashon, Nivelpeh itself is, 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 is its own separate section of Lashonara. But it's not if you speak Nivelpeh, you're going to come in and, and say the, the worst type of Lashonara about someone. It's bad in its own right. But Dover Meguna might be a shmira to Lashonara. The Gemara then, uh, Rabbeinu quotes the Gemara that says, That there was once a Kohen who said to Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, when he explained what he was able to get from the Beis Hamikdash, and he was he was disappointed how little he got. He said, My section of the lechem aponim was so small; it was kashir zanav al It was just the size of a lizard's tail. That's the way you speak about lechem aponim. That that's the size you used. Lizard's tail, like a lizard. That was this. You, you may you put that graphic image of a lizard when you were talking about getting something from the, from the shulchan of Hashem. Stigmar says, They said, "Let's check that guy out." And they found that there was something wrong. That he was actually, in some way, not really a kohen. That there was maybe mamzerus or something else. There was some other sort of DNA in his system that somehow popped out. Okay, so that is Dover Maguna. Then we have a third level. Which is what? Which means elevated. Not, not, not to say a Dover Maguna, but to try to speak as elevated as possible. If it's not the best possible way to speak, it's not Maguna, right? But it's still, it's, right? Maybe. I have to go to the bathroom. Is that a Dover Maguna? That's not Kovod. You would say, excuse me, um, I, I have to excuse myself. Okay, I have to go to the bathroom? That's not Dover Maguna, right? Uh, I have to defecate. That's Maguna. Okay, excuse me, I, I really need to urinate. I don't want to hear about your urine, right? <laughs> that's not Nivelpeh, but that, that's called a Dover Maguna. A person says, okay, he has to go to the bathroom. Doesn't say, don't say that. Say, um, excuse me, um, um, or you might say, where are the facilities? Okay, again, in people's mind, that's considered a lushan of, 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 of kavod. A facility, right? How you can be facilitated, right? Now, of course, bathroom is just taking a bath, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, um, I guess a, a, a better way to say it is, um, you know, where's the water closet? Where's the water closet? Now, we know water closet is just another way of saying it to pass water. So I guess in that way, that might be considered a Dover Magun, a Dover Sheinishal Kavod, to say water closet. So you don't want to say water closet? What are you saying then? Uh, um, um, you know, where's the, um, uh, 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 he he, it took him a longer time to say it. But that's not Meguna. But you're allowed to speak that way. And you should speak. Not you're allowed. You should speak that way. You should try to train yourself to speak Belosh and Kavod. However, if by doing that, you end up taking a long time to get out what you need to say, then say it straight. 
Say water closet already. Uh, I don't know what you mean. Uh, the facility? Facility for what? what? What sort of facility are you looking for? Oh, the facility. Uh, don't understand what you're saying, man. Okay. Especially, let's say you're talking and learning and you want to say, okay, we're going to learn the sugya about, about saying Kriya Shema, uh, you know, in, 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 by the facility. Rabbi, what facility? What are you talking about? By the facility. Okay. Okay. So you don't have to say, okay, you don't have to say where you urinate, where you defecate. That's a Dover Maguna. I have to mention that for it's not nivel peh, but what you say instead is, hey, by the water closet, by the bathroom. So now, to start beating around the bush, that would be wrong, Rabbi Yona says, because even though you want to speak in this elevated manner, but you you have to teach Torah as well, and you have to the speech is crucial, and to say it directly, even though it might not have been the most elevated. <laughs> Rabbi Rabbi said bathroom. Rebbe said water closet. <laughs> okay, let them, let them titter about that. But it was not a Dover Maguna. It might not have been a Dover Shulkovot, but it wasn't a Dover Maguna. And when it comes to teaching Torah, you need to give over students in the clearest possible way. Now, as he says, Kovod is the type of speech, Asher, Dorchu Bo Hadas. You want to know who speaks there, Akobad? You can find them. These are the very special people who medabrit sachos. You go to them, they're the ones who know. They know you can learn from them what is the way to speak in a Kavod way and what's not. Loshon Arumim. Okay, so we've gone through tonight. Um, three different levels of speech. We haven't, we've seen in some ways why it's terrible. However, it's not exactly clear what Nivope is specifically. Now, There is another work of Rabbeinu Yona, which is, hasn't been studied as fully and is written in a total different style. I, I don't know if Rav Huttner would call this uh, the Lashon Hazov of Rabbeinu Yona. It's more like Rabbeinu Yona stripped away from his fancy um, uh, language, speaking directly about what people should do. It's called the Sefer Hayira. And you can see how he speaks here. Um, he says, um, Al Yishan Parth Kadan. Don't sleep um, with your don't sleep with your back uh, on your back. Because you'll find yourself touching your genitalia. Vimyeshful Isha. If you are married, Okay. You're not talking here about going to the bathroom. Nivola means sexual issues. Sex. Explicit things about sex. So you have a wife. So he's saying you have to be Zohir. Does he mean that if you if you if you engage in sort of dirty speech with your wife, it's 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 called a, a, a manavel pair? No. But you should be careful about it. But we see from here, this is what nivel pair is. Nivel pair is sex is talk that is has to do with graphic sexuality. So you you have a wife. You're trying to uh engage in foreplay. You want her to be interested in you. So Rebeniona says, be careful about this. Because even though you say, what does it mean? I'm going to go and learn Torah right afterwards and I'll get up and do Tikkun Chatzos. But even that, God says, look, you didn't have to do that. But that's right. 
al And when, of course, having sexual relations, shouldn't think of any other woman. Okay. So, as you can see, this in in the uh, in the Rabbeinu Yona, uh, this is where he talks about nivul peh in Sefer Ayira. He says it again here. Yizahir ma'od ma'od shlo yotze shum nivul v'dibur erva mipiv. Again, nibul v'dvar erva. It has to do with it has to do with the sex act. It has to do with meaning sex. Sh words and Cr words that wouldn't be nivul peh. That might be a davar meguna, right? But it's not nivul v'dvar erva. Af derech skok. Once again. He's talking about when you're having relations with her. And he says, when you are having relations with her, even though you're in the throes of passion, be very careful. And even though it's part of the schok, it's part of the enjoyment, it's part of the, it's part of the romance, don't say it. And he says, there mitzvah. And when you're involved in the sexual act, think how you want to impregnate her in order to have good children. Or even if, if she's not able to get pregnant, whatever it is, you, you love her and you want, to, you want her to feel good. Or you need it because, you know, for your own physical uh, well-being. Oh, that you need this because otherwise you've been having fantasies. It shouldn't just be, oh, I'm just enjoying it. We talked last week about autoeroticism. Clearly, while you're engaged in, in, in sexual activity, just be very careful not to, to con- try to control yourself. But you see from here that we're not talking about being chayiv misimidei shamayim. If a person, uh, while he's involved with his wife, is before he's able to consummate. So I can see from here, from this section of the Sefer Ayira, that Rabbeinu Yona, when he refers to nivul peh, is referring to the act terms that describe uh, the, the things that are connected to copulation. That is, uh, or, 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 or that is nivelpe. I'm not sure, you know, bathroom talk, I'm not sure if that's considered nivelpe, according to him. The type of thing to be, that should be glazer, that you should have shivim uh, shana, there I, I, I am not, uh, I, I would say, based on this, I would say it is not considered nivelpe. Unlike the Rabbeinu Yonah, the Maral Miprag, uh, when he, in the section of his masterpiece, Nesivas Olam, where he deals with uh, this type of speech, starts with the least Chamor. He starts with Dover Kavod, and then works his way up, eventually, in the fourth chapter, to speaking about Nivelpeh. Um, and the Maral asks a question, which I think needs to be asked. He says that Loma Lo Why isn't Loshan Hara about how that this person you saw this person do this Avera, you know that this person is not who he says he is? You make people not friends with each other. Why doesn't it say there that that seventy years of 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 of, of good of good gzeris gets turned to evil? Why there doesn't it say that people die and that the and, and that the young people die and everything? Why? What, right? We see from Rabbi Yona that it's not as bad, but Chazal's descriptions are 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 terrifying. So the Maral says, why regular Russian art don't we have such terrible statements about how horrible it is? He says, if you really understand wisdom, you won't have this question. Because Russian hara, 
ultimately is about the result. That someone got hurt from what you said. Somebody is no no longer has the um, he no longer has the uh, the reputation and the sense of self that he had before because of you. That's what it is. The damage. Speech was the way that occurred. Mishaber haloshen alamida hazos. But here, nivelpeh, speech is not is connected to what? It's connected to a terrible thing, a, a, a vulgar aspect, which is arias, which is worse. Arias is called toeva, which, which other averis are not called. So basically what you have over here is, is speech, which is always something that, that has malice to it all the time. You have to think about it, and, and, and Dibur is always kosher. And that now has been connected to erva, which is a mida kosher. So when you have speech, not just as a means to hurt someone, but speech wallowing in erva, which itself is considered, when it occurs, a horrible thing. So that creates, he says, xeros koshos. Worse than Lashonara. Because the opposite starts to occur. Bochram are supposed to live long. Yisomim, as we said before, are supposed to have Rachmanus. The sin, the misuse of the language is much worse. Like, and this really fits in with Rabbi Yonah when he said, although he didn't say it as clear as this, that the misuse of the, of, of the power of speech and the power of seichel. That's why it's considered a, a terrible event. The Maral says that um, why is it that a person who speaks Lashon Hara, the, the Gemara says in Shabbos, that the Rabbeinu is Maramis to Gehenim gets deep, gets depth. Gehenim becomes deep for him. So he says, speech is intellectual, is, 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 is ethereal. What is Gehenim? Gehenim means a lack of something, a lack of existence. You don't have it. You don't have the connection to God, which gives you life. Seichel and Dibur should be elevated. When you ruin it, so that the Chisarim becomes stronger within you. And therefore, your Gehenim is deeper because you are less of a human. You are, you are less connected to your potential. It's almost like you don't exist. That's why it's a deep pit. Because it's, you don't have it. You're not around. You're not where you should be. One last thing. The morale explains the person who hears the Lashon Hara falls into that pit. It never says that Here's Nivelpeh falls into that pit. You would think, okay, a person can hear Lashon Hara and say, I don't accept it. You're not Makabal. Let me say it better. Lashon Hara is only usher if you're Makabal the Lashon Hara, not if you hear it. If you don't, you can put your fingers in your ears and walk away, or if you're forced to do it, you can say, I don't accept it. But hearing Divrei Nivola causes you to fall into that pit. What does that mean? So the Marau says, Kichet ze bifrat hu bidibur. It's different than Lashon Hara. Therefore, it's not called Nivaloshan. It's called Nivalpeh. It's, 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 it's the speech part, the part that your lips, that the speech comes out of. And therefore, Hashomea yeshlo din haone b'chol Normally, you, you answer Amen, 
or not hearing it, Shomea Ka'one. But if you listen to something and enjoy it, especially, you realize it's going to happen, then that's as if you have actually spoken it. It says, Vehaven said. So, Maral, I believe, is sensitive to many of the points Rabbeinu made, and he tries to deepen it with, with some further intellectualization. But I think from Maral and from Rabbeinu Yonah, I think my thesis is, I think, justified. That we're talking about language that's erva. That's what we're referring to. So a term that is not connected to that is not called nivelpen and is not what, what Chazal are talking about. And cursing, the way we know it from the South, cussing, cursing. Cursing is not nivelpen. Using expletives about God, that's not called nivelpen. Saying, quote unquote, God damn you, that's not nivelpen. Things that are connected, again, so you would have to think about what terms are connected to erva. Terms that deal with the genitalia, I guess very uh, specifically, that would be nivelpeh because they're implying the use of that. So thinking about, speaking about the genitalia or the accent of copulation, that would be nivelpeh. But bathroom stuff is, is, would not be considered, it might be Dover Maguna, but wouldn't be considered nivelpeh. And 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 wouldn't be this incredible misuse of your mind in that same way, and reading to to all the terrible things happening to it. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.